For over 75 years, Moses has served this region with hustle, integrity, and caring. Our core values are what make us the number one provider of complete customer care, from sales to our service and parts departments, all the way to our body shop. I'm Reese Kurtner, and this is In Your Business. Season one of In Your Business is presented by Moses Auto Mall of Huntington. Online at MosesMeansMore.com. Empowered by the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce and Kindred Communications. This week, we're talking about events. And we're joined by Allison White, owner of Sip Downtown Brasserie and the founder of Siptacular, Huntington's premier wine festival. Allison is going to share the backstory of Siptacular, her goals, getting sponsorships, how she promotes the event, and more. Let's get in your business. Can you tell us about yourself and 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 SIP and the story behind SIP? Let's just talk about SIP first. Sure. Gosh. So SIP has been in business, well, under my ownership for seven years now. I bought it back in, well, what would that have been? 2017. Um, and it was just a wine bar back then and kind of moved it into a full-sale restaurant now and it's focusing on wine and yeah, and you, and you were at Heritage Station first, right? We, yeah, we were at Heritage Station, a little teeny tiny spot. We had about 24 seats. I'm um, surprised you had 24 in that place. It, it so is tight in small. there. Oh, yes. gosh, the kitchen. You, I mean, I'm not kidding. You could stretch out your arms and pretty much touch both walls. It was so tiny. And then uh, we were there for four years, and I was either, honestly, I was going to sell it and be done with it because it was more of a hobby. Um, or I was walking around downtown and saw um, – a spot for sale or for lease and yeah. I thought I talked to my husband and we decided to make the jump and move into a bigger location and here we are with 120 seats yes and a full uh, full-scale restaurant big kitchen do lots of catering now not just the uh, not just the restaurant and we definitely couldn't have done that at the old spot sure and you've got an event room and yep. and, and you made that leap during the heart of COVID too oh, right well we didn't even know COVID was a thing okay when I signed the lease that was pretty crazy. So we signed the lease in January 2020, okay. and then COVID became, <laughs> I know, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, so March, what, 2020 was when COVID started to come out and be really known. Yes. Uh, but it was kind of a blessing in disguise, honestly, because when we opened, we were only allowed to be at half capacity. Okay. And so I went from, you know, this tiny little space of 24 people to 120, but now we could only have 60, which actually kind of worked out I well. Got it. Because it was like a little soft opening that for us. That is perfect, you know? yeah. 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 So so let's talk about Siptacular and, you know, what what is what is Siptacular? Uh, well, Siptacular is a wine festival that is we are going on our sixth year uh, and it started when we were over at Heritage Station. And the reason it even started was because I had moved away to Fort Mill, South Carolina, Charlotte area for a few years and went to some wine festivals down there. And I was like, man, how cool were these? I'd love to bring this back home. And I was talking with, you know, the people that were working at SIP at the time, and I know Jack Cirillo came up with the name Siptacular, and we all loved it. So that's where it started. I just knew I had I knew how great these wine festivals were and how much fun they could be to, and to bring everybody together. Um, and so I thought, shoot, why can't I do it? Sure. So, so started six years ago. What was the event like then versus what it's like now? Uh, a lot bigger now. I think we, our first year, I might have had about 200 people. Um, this year, I'm hoping to have about 500 people. 
and I mean, pretty similar, really, just uh, on a larger scale. You know, we had live music, um, we had wine. I don't think the first year, I can't remember, honestly, I know Mike McCarthy would remember if we had a VIP or not the first year. Okay. Um, so I know we, we did add that. And then another thing that we've added since we've been on Ninth Street is uh, really nice food for the VIPs. Uh, that's a big draw for that. You know, our chefs create lovely food for them. You know, what is the goal? Why do you do it? Why do you put on uh, a, a wine fest in, in Huntington now for, for sure. a sixth year? Um, what are you thinking? Well, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Number one is to make money. Yeah. Really. That's okay. Because I'm a small business and this is our biggest event of the year and it helps us stay open. Got it. You know? So that's definitely number one is to make money. And really it is fun and it's a great way to bring a lot of people downtown. And I love wine and I want to like showcase wine to people and they get to taste so many different wines at one time. You know, if you go to the grocery store, you buy one bottle of wine, you only taste one thing at That's a time. Right. That's right. But if you come to Septacular, there are, now granted, there's going to be a hundred wines. Now don't taste them all. Don't have all 100 of them. Yes. Uh, you can't, you, I mean, just please be <laughs> yes. careful. But, you know, you could have, taste like 20 different wines and have something you've never had before. Right. How does Septacular, or how do you think Septacular has helped you know, increase the the brand awareness of SIP downtown Brasserie and the overall growth. Do you think there's a connection there between the two, the event and and, and your restaurant itself? Oh, 100%. I mean, people, it's pretty cool now that people tell me they look forward to this every year. And so I think they definitely, you know, with the name Siptacular and our business name is SIP downtown Brasserie, then there's a correlation there all the time. And then we will absolutely have folks come to Septacular that have never been to SIP. Of course. Which helps us, you know, have organic growth with SIP, um, the restaurant. So, yeah, there's definitely a, a big correlation. Can there. you see, like, so what does, you know, how does the, how does Septacular affect your, you know, SIP downtown brasserie like the week before and the week after <laughs> uh, the, the restaurant? Oh, man. <sighs> We are consumed with it. Okay. I mean, I've actually, I've been consumed. It takes me about four months, really, of planning to get everything going. Um, The week of is a lot with the wine coming in and getting that organized. Uh, Actually, the the least stressful day, believe it or not, is the day before. Okay. Because we have everything nothing. There's nothing to do. Nothing else we can do. It's the calm before the storm, right? We're just waiting for Saturday morning so the street's blocked off and we can start getting set up. Um, and really, I don't. I don't think I calm down until about three or four o'clock okay. on the day of Septacular yeah. because you know I want to make sure everything's perfect. I pride myself on Septacular, like running super smooth, because I want people to come back every year and talk about how great it was. Sure. But the week after, as you were asking, yeah, yeah. Uh, is is just we just breathe, you know, <laughs> and take a little break. Moses Amal of Huntington has been the region's premier Cadillac dealership for over 20 years. To see our selection of new and pre-owned Cadillacs, visit us online at mosesmeansmore.com. What time do you all close down the street and get started? We start getting everything set up around 8 or 9 on Saturday morning. The festival opens to VIP folks at noon and to everybody else at 1 o'clock. And it ends at 5, and we're pretty much cleaned up by 7 o'clock. That's not bad. No. To get everything up and running in four hours, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of work. (laughs) I have a lot of volunteers. So, you know, you you talked about 
you want to make the event great for the people who who come. What all do you do? What all do you think that that you do to make the event great for people that that show up? What elements are are involved? I mean, visual like decorating. You know, so we've actually hired an outside source this year to okay. help with the decorating, just to make it look a little bit nicer. You know, it's a wine festival, so we want it to be a little fancier than you know the, a normal festival. Um, the vendors, you know, we have local craft vendors that will have stuff for people to purchase if they'd like. Um, you know, it's just a lot of a lot of coordinating of that, and then the the, the food trucks having them there. Um, all the organizing and making sure, like, you know, we have a map put together that shows everybody where all the things are, uh, making sure that we have the right amount of wines that our customers like. Like, we've taken note on previous years, oh, shoot, we needed a little bit more uh, sweet wines, a little bit more sparkling wines. You know, we were good on the red wines. Like, we 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 recap after the event also to see if we could do something better the next year. Um, I've got the fancy potties, you know, just little things like that. You got to think of the little things to make it a special event as well as like the big picture of just remembering to block the street off. I mean, there's just a lot of pieces to the puzzle. And if I miss one of them, then somebody's not going to have a great experience. So when you're talking about, you know, you, you, oh, wow, we ran out of the sparkling wines and, and the sweet ones and so forth. And we had plenty. Do you, are you able to take some of that information um, to the restaurant itself and be like, wow, people really like that one. We definitely need to have that one. Yeah. This. I mean, we just, we've just kind of figured out over the years what people like. Um, and we will definitely be able to tell, oh, we ran out of this certain wine in an hour. Right. So, Maybe we should look at having that on the menu. Sure, you know, if sure. people liked it that much, yes. you know. Or also this year, we're we've always sold the wine at the spectacular, but we're going to do a little more uh, streamline this year for people. So maybe that will also help us. To, you know, if people buy X wine the most, yeah. then you know we we should probably look that's, at that's that's one of my favorite things. Um, how long have you been doing that? Where you can buy the wine from the event. Uh, a couple years, but we just didn't make it user friendly. Okay, you know, like people had to write it on a piece of paper and bring it to us. Yeah, and you know, if you're an event and you're having a good time, you don't want to like write stuff down no. on a piece of paper and think about that. So I'm working on a more technology friendly okay. uh, way to do yeah. it this year. I just I like that. I like going. Ooh, I really enjoyed wine seventeen, whatever it was, and then taking a bottle home you, yeah. you, you ordered it or yep. you know, it was a, and you know, we're going to have it there okay, we're going to have a lot of them there this year which is one thing we've never done before so I'm kind of taking a chance yeah. um, on doing that and because that will if people don't sell it then I'm stuck with it that's right so that's another thing people want to people want it immediate you know gratification they want to buy the wine and take it home so we're going to try to do that this year sure so let's talk about marketing um, how do you market the event a lot of social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, paid radio or, with yeah, you all. Yeah, yeah. Paid or on, on social, let's talk about social media, paid or yes. organic posts? Uh, both. Yeah. Um, so we do a lot of posts for one thing, but then we boost uh, the main post. And then we'll do giveaways and have people promote to, they have to like and comment and share the post in order to get entered to win a free ticket. And so that helps you know, grow people because they'll tag folks that maybe have not heard of Subtacular before. Uh, and then I'm selling actually tickets at Book Tenders in Barbersville this year to nice. try to capture that market a little bit more. Um, so let's see, we've got 
social media, radio, and then flyers. We put flyers around at, at local businesses. Sure. Um, let's talk about book tender. So, so that's interesting. How, and that's like you said, that's new. How did that relationship come to be? Um, and do you, are there any other partnerships or collaborations with other, you know, area businesses mm-hmm. that you work with like that? Um, well, I was just talking to my manager, Emily, about how to, you know, expand our sales this year and really get into the Barbersville market because it's 20 minutes away, but we still struggle with getting a lot of those folks to come down here. And we are, you know, really familiar with Ashley and Mandy that own book tenders. And I just sent them a message and I was like, hey, can I bring a little sign and bring some tickets up and, you know, see if we can sell tickets uh, with you guys? Um, so that's really the only relationship we have like, like that, that yeah. per se. Um, Do they get a cut of the tickets they sell? If they sell a certain amount of tickets, then they will get a free ticket per you know every 10 I got it they sell yes yeah. well, I, I love things like that I mean that's it, that's yeah that's well they need incentive to want to sell them well, too not and just it, to be nice yeah and and, and that's but the, you know again what's great about that is it's just you know businesses working together right? yeah. and we say it all the time we're all in this thing together yeah. and that's that's yeah. one way getting as many people as you yeah. as you can and they had involved. no hesitation they immediately said yes that they would love to help so sure. it was great what about so let's talk about sponsorships sure. um, I think we could probably just do a whole conversation on sponsorships yeah. Um, talk about how you go about getting sponsorships, mm-hmm. your different sponsor levels, and and yeah. that's a big, that's a really, really important part of this event, right? You couldn't do it without sponsorship I money. I couldn't because, you know, I mean, ticket sales only get you so far. Um, and the sponsors, we have the same sponsors over and over again each year, which is wonderful. Um, a lot of them I have a business relationship with already. You know, my insurance provider, of course. he sponsors every year. Uh, personal insurance provider, Tyler Bullington, he sponsors every year, and he's a great customer. Um, so a lot of those relationships with the sponsorships were developed because I did business with the certain sponsors. Um, and Or like Brown Dog Yoga, I work out there. So I give them money every month, Absolutely. and then they, you know, it's a, it's, it's like a partnership really with all of them. So I, I do try to focus on that. I don't want to go ask someone to be a sponsor if I don't have some kind of a relationship with them, or I haven't tried to help them, you know. So it kind of goes, you know, we're, we're helping, you know, each other. Um, but really, it's just that's it. Like I would sit down and look at, you know, who are my vendors, who do I work with, contact them, see if you know the the sponsorship for Subtacular is a good fit for both of us. You know, are they going to benefit from being a sponsor? You know, I want them to be able to get their name out and then hopefully get customers from being a sponsor for Subtacular. What percentage? Uh, and I don't want to talk specific dollars and cents, but like what percentage of your revenue is probably from sponsors versus ticket sales? Mm, maybe forty percent. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big 30, number. 40%. Has that number yeah. grown over yeah. the six years? Not the percentage. Okay, but 40% yeah. is about, about... I would say 30 to 40 would be about the what it has been. Yeah. So theoretically, you know, about... So 40% of your revenue is sponsorships. That's all take... That all takes place before the event starts. And I know... Mm-hmm. Everybody wants pre-sales on tickets and, yeah, and, and, and all that nice. kind of stuff. So, so talk about that. Talk about ticket sales and pre-sales and, and that challenge, too. Uh-huh. Oh, gosh. Well, general admission is always a huge uh, challenge. VIP, not at all. Uh, I sold out my VIP tickets in less than two weeks this oh, wow. year. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I did an early bird special on it, so they got $10 off. Um, so that helped. You know, that was another thing we tried to do this year was let's do an early bird special for both general admission and VIP. And I definitely, I know that helped for VIPs because we sold them out in no time. Right. Uh, and we we got a little jump start on our general admission tickets this year, too. Um, but that's always a challenge, you know, for general admission tickets. We sell so many tickets the days leading up to Septacular and the day of. Yeah. They're looking at the weather, right? I mean, is that? I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know. I suppose. I, I don't really know. That's the only thing I can think of. Or they're just last minute to make a decision on what they're going to do for the weekend. I'm not it. like that. I'm a planner. No, me too. You know, like it's I've on got it calendar. all on my calendar for a long, for, for weeks in advance. Um but I would assume that's what it is. And thank goodness we have been blessed with great weather every year. Sure. Knock on wood. I hope this year is the same. Um, but we'll see. But we do have tents. You know, if it happens to rain, you know, it's... There's a lot of tents there. There's always, yeah, there's always a lot of tents. Plenty of coverage if something would happen. So, And you're drinking wine. Who cares? That's right. That's <laughs> right. Mean, if it's raining a little bit, not a big deal. That's right. Um, you know, on that, that battle of... And there are so many events and concerts at the mm-hmm. arena that mm-hmm. have that same battle like on on the pre-sales mm-hmm. martial athletics same thing like yeah, gosh darn sure. it why you know virginia tech sold out yeah but right but why is everybody different. waiting until the day yeah. of the game you, you know what what have you learned to try to help that early bird special anything mm-hmm. else like that to try to get more pre-sales um, we charge a little more day of okay you know we add on five dollars if they buy it at the gate you know trying to get people to save money by buying it before um, and really just pushing like I said the early bird and then we'll do some um, some campaigns on Facebook you know for people like to today we did for this week if you have bought or are buying your general admission ticket then you get entered to upgrade to VIP yeah because people want the VIP and so just always trying to figure out what kind of promotions we could do to get people to please go ahead and buy your general admission tickets because it helps us you know we have to cut it off because I have to buy the wine the week before the event starts so I know exactly how many people I can let in Yeah, and so we might have to cut it off at the door if I've sold the hundred tickets the, uh, the at the gate that that I'm allowed to because I know exactly how much wine per person that we need because yeah. like I said I've done this for six years kind of got that part down to a science so we might have to cut ticket sales off at the door and I hate to turn somebody away but I think yeah. we did last year actually yeah. we had to that's I mean that's the way that you get pre-sales is you sell it out you know yeah. you find that number and again you said 500 is your, is your goal and I'm, I'm not telling you what to do but you, if you mm-hmm. say like 350 and then we sell it out then mm-hmm. next year then I'll get my ticket early because they sold mm-hmm. out then you raise it up to 400 then 450 yeah. or whatever but let them know that if I don't get my ticket before the event I, I probably won't be able to yeah. go you well know? VIPs well I, I'll give it a week next year and we'll probably sell out sure since we sold out so quickly and we it was we sold out in uh double time this year for VIP compared to last year sure it was great now you know and if you sell out does that say hey I should raise the ticket prices up a uh, dollar or two because we sold out so quickly and the demand is there is that something to look at? Um, we we were going to increase it by well, we did increase it by ten dollars. It was one fifteen last year. It was one twenty five this year. But okay. the VIP we sold for one fifteen, so we kept the price the same for for the early, early birds. Bird. Yeah. 
Um, so we did up it. Uh, really, we upped it because we added the craft beer. We added a different element to it this year. Uh, general admissions, we upped by $5 because we added the craft beer to it. And honestly, prices have just I was gone say, up. Everything's gone food up. Food prices yes. are Your I wine mean, prices are up. My margins are up. not the same because the, 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 it has gone up so much. I can't increase my prices enough to cover to what the margins should be. I'm, I'm an accountant by schooling, so like I'm looking at this stuff all the time. And there's just no way. It, it, we would lose customers if I charged what I should to make the margin that I'm supposed to. Moses Auto Mall of Huntington has been the region's professional grade GMC dealership for over 20 years. To see our selection of new and pre-owned GMCs, visit us online at MosesMeansMore.com. So let's talk about you know your challenges of the event. What have you learned from, from year one to year six? You know, really, I've kind of done it the same every year. Okay. Um, so I've learned to keep it consistent, you know, and to really plan ahead of time to keep my notes. A big thing that we learned to start doing, uh, I think it took us a couple years to do this, was to recap the day after. Okay. You can't wait any longer. Because That's right. While it's all everything's fresh. fresh on your brain, you know, recap the day after. Um, and I mean, really, that's. Do you get feedback from. People who go? I've never, again, knock on wood, gotten any negative feedback. It's always been great because, I mean, I'm, like I said, this is a huge event for me, and I am a perfectionist when it comes to putting on events. If you've ever been to an event at SIP, I honestly don't think we've ever really had anything go wrong because I really want people to come in and t- and remember how wonderful it was. And so I pride myself on, you know, crossing the T's and dotting the I's and making sure that everything is the way it's supposed to be. So, yeah, I mean, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback, and I love it when I hear people tell me that they look forward to coming to this every year. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just great like, it to hear that. that it's, it's a great event, and it, it's, you do a great job. It's a great event. And I'll add, it's it's great for the city of Huntington. It really is. I mean, um, you know, there's some really great things happening in Huntington. I think, yeah, and are. and this is one. This well, is one you. of them. I, I, I really that. do. Any challenges in organizing it? That that you know, any you said the day of is. Or I'm sorry, the day before is the calmest day. What about mm-hmm. those four months that you mentioned before? Issues, challenges that kind of pop up. Just remembering to get everything done, remembering to do it all. You know, there's there's the licensing, and yeah. I have to do so many things before I, you know, get the city application, do the state application, and I have to make sure that I've gotten all that taken care of. Um, so there's just really right now is probably my most stressful time, which is we're almost three weeks away. Yeah. Because I've got everything done, I think, you know, but I need to like follow up and make sure. I know I ordered the tents, and I know I ordered the porta potty, but. I need to follow up and make sure they're still on track. That's right. You know, there's the the ordering of everything, but then there's also taking, you know, making sure that everybody else is is on board and ready to go. Like, unfortunately, one of the West Virginia craft beer vendors can't come, okay. physically come. Like, they were going to come and, and pour the beer. Obviously, we can still get their beer and have volunteers pour it, but that kind of is a stinker, you know, sure. that they can't actually be here. But I get it. You know, they're busy. They were the business owners, and they can't come. So, yeah, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. How does your staff at, at SIP uh, respond to Siptacular, and what are their roles with the event? Uh, well, I, as far as I know, I think they love it. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a fun day. You know, it's a different than normal Saturday. Um, my manager, Emily, is hu- a huge help, and she's made it um, 
an even nicer event, I think, with her touches. Um, but I think they really look forward to it because we, a lot of the staff will do, uh, they pour the wine, which is always a, it's a fun thing to do because you get to interact with the customers a little bit more. Um, and I think, you know, I just think they enjoy it. You know, they get, they're not inside of SIP. They're outside helping get everything set up or, you know, they'll come in in the morning and help get, get everything, you know, going. And so I think it's just a, it's a different day. Yeah, so sure. it's a little more, yeah. you know, it's like a different day at the office. So you mentioned, you know, volunteers, they are, help pour wine. Um, you know, how do you solicit volunteers? Um, what are their roles and, and all that stuff? Um, so... Last year, I started, I kind of copied from Rails and Ales. I asked them if they wouldn't care if I did, and they were like, of course not. Sure. Um, so they give organizations $500 in exchange for them providing volunteers. So I've done the same thing. So last year, I got, I think, four organizations to sign up. They got $500. They provided me with like six to eight volunteers. So those volunteers come in. I have a meeting with them the Sunday before because there's a lot of, like I said, a lot of pieces to the puzzle. I'd give them all their duties, give them their t-shirts, um, but they will help. I think you asked me what the volunteers do. Yeah, but you me how, do you, how do you get the volunteers? Yeah, well, that, uh, that's how yes, I get them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, and that's an easy sell, really, because A, I would have to pay employees anyways. Like, I'm going to have to pay somebody, so <laughs> why not give it to, you know, charities yeah. to, to do good? Yes. Um, so they come in and they like help set up and then they, they, they'll pour the wine or they'll work, work the front gate. Um, I have to have a couple folks walking around making sure people aren't sneaking in um, and then help clean up at the end. Yeah. What about, you, you, you said a hundred different wines there and, and we can't uh, drink all of them. <laughs> um, you talk can, about, <laughs> you probably shouldn't. What about, what about safety uh, of, the, of the patrons sure. and, and, and drinking and driving and all yeah, that kind of stuff? Yeah. Um, well, we, you know, we have water and food, which is also important yeah. um, when you're having wine. Uh, safety for drinking and driving. I mean, we, we definitely encourage uh, designated drivers. We actually have a designated driver ticket for sale for people. Uh, it's $15 and they get in and they um, can just enjoy the festivities, just not the wine. Yeah. Um, and of course, Uber is readily available for, for folks. Sure. Um, or if, obviously, if you're downtown, you could walk. Um, I don't think taxis a thing anymore, but yeah, yeah, sure. uh, and for another level of safety, we do have uh, two Huntington police officers there. We've yeah. never, ever, ever even come close to having an issue, but we like to have them there just make That's everybody right. feel safe. Um, but yeah, just you know, people need to obviously just be responsible adults and and drink and sip responsibly, um, and you know, just get your ride home. Yes. So if if I said, Allison, hey, I'm going to do a, a, a hamburger event um, in Huntington or a bourbon event or whatever. You know, Ooh, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's do that it. sounds good. Let's go. <laughs> um, I mean, what, what advice would you give somebody? Hey, we're in an elevator. Allison, I know you do that spectacular. I'm thinking about doing one. What advice do you have sure. for me? Uh, well, I mean, I'd be happy to sit down with anybody that, that was doing something like that. But a big thing is make sure you're not doing the event on the same day as something else large going on in Huntington. We always have to check that and make sure there's no Marshall football games, uh, preferably no Marshall soccer games, and obviously just no other large events. Um, that's a big thing. And just making sure you're getting the word out, you know of your event in the in the right ways um you know what's your target market who do you want to come to that certain event how are you going to get the word out to them 
really, that's that's some big that's, big tips. No, right that's, that is great too. Um, just about done. What's your favorite wine? Mm, I love big, bad, bold reds. Okay. My favorite wine on the menu at Sip right now is uh, the Quilt Cab. Yes. Yep. One of my faves. Okay. Did I miss anything? Anything else you want to add? <sighs> you brought notes, and I don't think you yeah, really I used think, your notes. No, I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we talked about all the things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I did a list because you were asking like the how, and I'm like, well, I've got the vendors and the food and the decorations and the staffing and the volunteers and the music and the ticket sales and the rentals and the sponsors and the advertising. I mean, there are just, and I'm kind of a one. I mean, Emily definitely helps me, but I do a lot of this on my own because she's busy with running SIP. That's right. You know, and so when spectacular time comes around, a lot of this is on me, and so it's a lot, you know it's a lot of pressure because, like I said again, I wanted to I want to make it the best. The best wine fest. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> this has been In Your Business. I'm your host, Reeves Kurtner. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and even leave us a review. Season one of In Your Business is presented by Moses Automall of Huntington. Moses means more.com. Empowered by the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce and Kindred Communications. This is Jason Moses, Executive Manager of Moses Automall of Huntington, where Moses means more. Thanks for listening to In Your Business.